0: What's going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells and Ryan Hallam, and it's time for another family meetup. We call it the Family Times Podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Guys, what's going on? Ryan, since our last meetup, you got Christian McCaffrey. How tight are your pants right now?
1: Uh, They'd be a little tighter if they didn't just get smoked by the Chiefs uh, right after. I I mean, I knew he wasn't going to play. I knew the Chiefs are a better team, but whew. And that second half was ugly, and now the Rams this week, so uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, may have come. (laughs) It might be – I don't want to say too late, because all you got to do is pretty much make the playoffs and figure it out from there, but uh, it's a a tough two-week stretch. So hopefully he's uh, studied the playbook well, and we can go out and get the – I don't know, arguably the best running back in in baseball, football, and uh, hopefully he stays healthy. We talked a lot about his health uh, in August
0: on this show. I mean, Matt Sells, you write the NFL Weekly previews along with Britt Flint on the website. So going into this time around here, after not seeing him on third downs, limited as expected last week, what are your
2: expectations for McCaffrey this weekend? Not as high as I would have hoped uh, having him on a couple of fantasy teams this year. Look, the running back position in San Francisco is a mess, right? They still have Jeff Wilson. They have McCaffrey. Apologize for my dog drinking water right next to my computer, apparently. <laughs> um, and, you know, they, that offense is nuts. It's always hard to predict. And when Debo is healthy, he still runs uh, a handful of times a game, too. So it's not – look, as bad as Carolina had been, his value was a lot higher in Carolina than it will be in San Francisco. That's I, sure. I I
1: I don't agree. I, they don't trade for yeah,
2: – that situation
1: is a situation because of personnel. Like, when Elijah Mitchell is healthy, he's a 20-carry-a-game guy. Okay, Debo threw in a few. They didn't trade five draft picks to to not use him. I think Debo's running days are almost over now. Uh, I, I think I Shanahan's think backfield 10,
2: is... I carry down back, though. He's been a guy who's carried it 10 to 15 times and then caught it seven times. He's an Austin Eckler. Yeah, uh, well, I think he's more of a runner than Austin Eckler, but I understand your point. But, I mean, what
1: team... Runs and, and screen passes and Things better than San Francisco and, and their offense is going to be a hell of a lot better Than Carolina's So, so more scoring opportunities I, I don't think they're going to Not use him as much I, I, I mean When you have that kind of talent You're not going to hold it back I don't care what they normally do with Jeff Wilson And Tevin Ke- uh, Coleman and I mean this is Christian McCaffrey I, You got to believe they traded four or five draft picks They're going to use him
2: you would assume, but we've I, seen
1: I, weirder things happen. I would be utterly shocked. Oh, you're right. We'll see. I guess we'll see Sunday, but uh, I, I've seen that narrative out there and I just don't understand it. I mean, it, well, it's again, like
2: from the last four or five years under Shanahan's tutelage, where they just seemingly swap out running backs every well season. because of
1: injury, not I mean, well, again. Okay,
2: but, We were talking about McCaffrey's injury history in August. It hasn't disappeared (laughs) now that he's gone to a team that's gone through seven running backs in four years.
1: No, but, I mean, he's healthy. I can't imagine that they're going to... Oh, let's have Jeff Wilson carry the ball when we have Christian McCaffrey (laughs) on the team. I mean, that just doesn't
2: make any sense. It it doesn't. It it doesn't. I I agree. But we've seen weirder things happen. Like, they Hackett forget how to coach. Right? Like... (laughs) Am I a weirdo that I'm worried
0: about yeah. the 40? Yes, I am a weirdo. You're right. <laughs> but besides that, am I also a weirdo because I'm worried about the 49ers pass catchers with McCaffrey there, too? Because we just, again, like you guys are saying, the you know, Austin Eckler and everything. I mean, this guy could be taking targets away from some of those receiving weapons, including guys like Brandon Ayuk, who we've been able to rely on a bit. Debo Samuel here. We already talked about you saying, Ryan, that is running days are over at this point. Even a guy like George Kittle, where we're desperate to find some tight end, not named Travis Kelsey, that we can trust week in and week out. Mark Andrews, too, except last week. Just crazy.
1: I mean, I I, I think it it comes into play somewhat. Uh, You know, they don't tend to throw. They're not one of the higher volume throwing offenses. So, you know, if Jimmy's going to throw it 25 times, sure. That's going to cut to somebody. and, And they have obviously three very well established weapons uh, in Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see with with Debo's hamstring injury if, if that causes him to miss any time. I don't think it will, but I mean, I know he didn't practice yesterday. But I mean, he's a veteran. How much practice does he really need? Uh, but yeah, I think it has a chance to cut into someone, or, and maybe they'll throw more. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Shanahan is <clears throat> unwilling to change his system uh or change the run pass distribution that he does if he, he finds something that works uh but i mean it's hard to say he was on the team for three days on sunday or four days on sunday so i guess we'll a lot of questions will be answered i think this week in la
2: yeah it's it's going to be a little tough to, to know right off the bat because while your premise does have merit to be concerned the other problem looking at it from a McCaffrey history standpoint is he's never been on a team with this many receiving threats right True. Like he's gotten a lot of targets in Carolina because the only receiving threat was DJ Moore right Curtis Samuel was there but wasn't really a receiving threat really ever Robbie Anderson when he wasn't throwing tantrums wasn't really a receiving threat they haven't had a good tight end in Carolina since the heyday of a guy who's now in the booth Greg Olson, right? Like, they haven't had the weapons that San Francisco does. Now, the problem with this is you get a guy who's used to getting targets and, you know, getting a decent amount of work in the backfield going to a team that runs a lot and doesn't necessarily pass a lot but has a lot of guys to pass to. So it, it is an interesting question, and we're just going to have to wait to find out. I would not be jumping ship on any of your Niners receivers. Right. I don't, I, I don't think this warrants it. Um Well, yeah, it's definitely an interesting puzzle that's going to have to be, and maybe it's a week-to-week matchup thing. Maybe they turn into the Patriots where you can't trust anybody week-to-week except for Debo, right? Because week-to-week matchups is how Shanahan's probably going to scheme this out the rest of the way. Mm Let's talk about another, because
0: Ryan's 49ers, he wasn't the only one to get a new running back. Sells actually are Jets fans. It's weird. Sells, the amount we hang out, I always feel like I'm with a Jets fan now. It's you, me, and Bender pretty much when it comes to the Jets fandom, and I'm always hanging with you guys. So it's good to be in good company here. Not as much, though, when you got Brees Hall tearing his ACL out for the year. So what do the Jets do now? They trade for James Robinson. And Look, they got someone they obviously don't believe in Michael Carter unless they really just want that 2 headed monster, kind of like what we saw, the multi-back system in San Francisco where Robert Sala was. But, Sells, what was your reaction? You know what? I'm going to give my reaction first, Sells. I'm taking the stage here. James it. Robinson, I liked it. I wasn't like, oh, amazing get right there. I liked it. I mean – Take it for what it was about what happened in Jacksonville. James Robinson had a few good runs early in the year. That really helped the production. That really helped the total. But wasn't really running effectively in Jacksonville. That's why he lost carries to Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is having games where he's running 5.8 yards per carry, and he's busting out good runs. That's why. It's no unfairness like he's trying to make it out to be in the media. Travis Etienne, it was a seesaw. We saw the production seesaw. Etienne had more success. Now you put him in a role, which I think is actually good, where he doesn't need to have 18 to 20 carries. Give this guy 10 to 12. I mean, he did come off that Achilles injury pretty quickly here, Try to preserve him a bit. So I like it, but I don't love it. I don't see, wow, amazing Jets are going to continue to win game after game after game, but nice stopgap right there until they see what it's about in the run game. So what was your reaction?
2: About the same thing. Look, he got traded because he was averaging two and a half yards per carry. Yeah, Jeff, right. You can't have that in your backfield. It doesn't. It doesn't help anything, right? Um, and Etn was the guy. Look, they spent the first round pick on Etn. He was clearly going to be the guy when he was healthy, um, and. Say what you will about Doug Peterson. He likes lead backs. Um, So that was ETN. They only gave up a six-rounder for him, so that's not terrible if it doesn't work out, right? Yeah, does it hurt, you know, depth in some deep drafts? Sure, okay, but it's a six-rounder, so who cares? Um, But I think it does mean that they're going to have to take the, uh, you know, the, the cover off of Zach Wilson. They're going to have to let the guy throw. Because you cannot take, you know, you, you can't lose a guy who, before he got injured, had busted out, what, four carries for 70 something yards against the Broncos defense, and then replace him with a guy who's averaging two and a half yards on the season behind what is graded as a better offensive line than what the Jets are trotting out there right now. Um, so, yeah, it. it if you've been waiting for Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and God help us Corey Davis to do something, this might be the time. Cause I don't think they can keep Zach Wilson, um, you know, disguised as well at this point.
1: I, I, I think it might be the opposite. I think they might've gotten Robinson for depth to keep running the ball. Now they have Michael Carter and James Robinson and they can each get 15 carries and we can still run it 35 times and still not let Zach Wilson throw to a wide receiver. Uh, Hmm. But again, we will see uh, what the case will be. I think if they went out and just took some old man off the scrap heap, uh, that might tend to make me think that they might throw more. And uh, and all you're saying about Robinson is accurate. He's not having a very good season. But I still think he's a pretty well-respected running back with uh, a good deal of talent. that I think that they're going to ride both of them. And, and I still think Wilson's going to throw it 17 times a game. But well, I, I, I'm guessing that's happening because they're not liking what they're seeing from him during the week. Uh, or else you think they would let him throw more. But we'll, uh, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, by the way, the other, the other thing that we have to kind of think about, I mean, we do have a couple of backs on by with the Chiefs and Chargers on by, but I mean, James Robinson, I, I have three shares of the guy. I don't know if I could start him this week. Is he gonna get the McCaffrey treatment? I don't know. Is he because from everything that we're reading, the Jets wanna ease him in. Not ideal if you have him and you need a win in fantasy.
2: He is no ceiling this week. He is well, no taking. They're also in a tough matchup, right? They're playing the Patriots. Right. Which their defense is pretty good. I mean, they allowed they just allowed thirty something points to the Bears, but Yes.
0: Yes, the Bears
2: were running all over the them. This is the Jets, well, right? and also they, the they Jets kept loves nothing more it, than shoving the ball down the throat of the Jets. So,
1: plus, doing kept turning it over. It wasn't like the defense was being put in good situations either.
2: You have a team a short field enough; they're going to put up some points.
1: Yeah, even Justin Fields, who, by the way, I have to say, and I did tweet at the time because I bashed the guy constantly. He looked really good for once.
2: I mean,
0: look, he can run. That's something that we do know. I mean, look, it's funny because for all of us in fantasy, and I was talking with Adam Ronis about this yesterday because I noticed that Adam Ronis' weekly fantasy football rankings on the website, which you can check out now, constantly being updated. I was shocked at first with how high he had Justin Fields. He he had him pretty up there then, and I asked him. I'm just like, dude, you you think a little much here for for a team that's going up? And and the best part about it is going up against his Cowboys – who I fear, I think this team is legit on both sides of the ball. And the thing with Justin Fields, though, he was saying, though, he's got a little bit more of a floor if he's going to be running like this and running effectively. So I found it very interesting that he moved them up pretty good amount considering that the Bears' next opponent, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know he's run for 80-plus yards the past couple of weeks, but I, I don't, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to stake any claim on, on Justin Fields just yet. I need to see a lot more.
2: I mean, generally speaking, yes. But the Cowboys have um, allowed a decent amount of rushing yards to quarterbacks so far this year. So, you know, there is that. Plus, I feel like their corners are either going to pick it off or get beat. Right? Like, everybody wants to talk about how Diggs had 11 interceptions last year. Okay, but he also gave up 1,100 yards receiving. So, he was either picking it off or getting beat, and that's that hasn't changed this year either. So um, I'm not quite as high on Justin Fields, but I get the running aspect of, of the upside. So to kind of go full circle with James Robinson for a second,
0: at this point, can we expect 8 to 10 carries this week? I mean, we, we're still waiting on reports here, but let's just say that he's going to play because at this time – we, we need all the help we can get in a really low-scoring season, but I, I, we can't tell if he's going to get a few carries inside the five or not. It's just hard, and you
2: like you said, tough matchup. I mean, if you're, a, if you're in a tough spot because of who's on bye, I'd have to see the waiver before I tell you to go pick up James Robinson, to be perfectly honest, because it's going to be a split, a split backfield. Right. As good as Brees Hall was, he was still kind of splitting work with Michael Carter. Um, so, yeah, I, that I'm going to have to see who else is available before I can tell you to go start change Robinson.
0: Sells, how do you feel I don't, with your previews and everything? I'm seeing that the Vikings Cardinals game is a total of forty nine. How are you feeling that this game is going to play out here? We're going to be seeing Kirk Cousins give us a whole year like that. It's one of the top. Scoring fantasy
2: quarterbacks this week. By the way, that quote is seven years old now. Can't yep. believe. How old is Clown Question, bro? <laughs> <That's> probably <laughs> around the
0: same length,
2: right? Yeah, like from, from what, Bryce? Bryce, yeah. that's right. When he was asked. The hero,
0: he Bryce Harper. He's really, this guy was a heel for the last number of years. Man, major face turn. Everyone's just like, oh my God, Bryce Harper's the greatest thing in the world. Let's have quick change on this guy
2: um question is 10 years old by the way it looks like june of 2012 uh, which makes sense because he was not yet 21 at that point if i like it was regarding going to canada and drinking if i'm not mistaken because like, oh he, that's right yep legal in canada but not yet legal in the u.s because it was before he was 21 um I don't really want to talk about Bryce Harper right now. I, I was just going to ask, are you rooting for him or are you rooting against him? I literally don't know if I'm going to watch the World Series, to be perfectly honest, because I, I don't like either team. I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably go for the Phillies, I guess, because they just seem like a more likable Group of guys. I mean, there's a former, there's a couple former Nats on there, obviously, with Bryce and Schwarber's there now. Um, and I'm not mistaken, Brad Hand is a Phillies reliever, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go for them, but it's not a very appealing World Series to me, but, um, Prior to that, what the hell was the question that the, the question
0: about the Vikings offense?
2: Oh, right, yes, similar well, topics. Um, <laughs> I think we could see a shootout, I really do. I don't think the Cardinals defense has been all that impressive this year. Um, and look, the Vikings, for whatever you're gonna call them, they are winning like they, they've won a bunch this year, so. They have the weapons to make this a shootout. There's clearly a reason why they think it's going to be a 49-point total. I I think it goes over. I really do. I think this is going to be a track meet between two teams with some pretty impressive wide receivers. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's going over. This might be a sneaky candidate for highest-scoring game of the week.
0: It better. It's one of the highest totals on the board. Another one, by the way, Ryan, that's very high. Raiders Saints, I saw at 49 and a half here and the news came up. It's funny because I had picked up Jameis Winston in two leagues and then the news came out that it's going to be Dalton instead. So a quick drop and then another quarterback to be picked up there. What do you think about this, Ryan? What do you think about Andy Dalton for, this, for us that are very desperate or don't want to ride the Russell Wilson, you know, let it ride type of deal and want to go after somebody else that maybe has a bigger ceiling? What do you think about trotting out their Andy Dalton if you need a streaming option? I mean, it's not a terrible option. Like I said, the game is
1: looks to be high scoring. Uh, it's just like the most boring offense I think in football and I don't I never know at the end how they still always seem to end up with like 24 to 28 points.
2: I'm right there uh, with you. I have no idea. If you look at who misses the games for them, you're like, there's no way they're putting up more than three points. And then sure enough, they're in a shootout that's like 31-37. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, uh, And I don't know that who's coming back this week, but I mean, as long as they have Chris Olave, I think, uh, and Alvin Kamara, that's really all they need. Um, but, yes, for some reason, I don't think Dalton is a terrible streaming option, that <laughs> I can't explain it in like ways that make sense.
0: If he's going to be throwing touchdowns here in this Ra- if Raiders secondary is not good like it's not. I- I'll take that over a Russell Wilson who's now doing his workouts on a plate flight.
2: <laughs> I would. Like, I, I was one of his teammates. I would literally stick my foot out and trip him and hope <laughs> I just so that I don't have to deal with him for another couple of weeks. Because like, God, how unlikable is this guy?
1: You know, I saw a tweet the other day, maybe it was this morning, I don't even remember, but it's like, why? I, you know, he doesn't do he's, I know because he's boring and corny, but like this, <laughs> most well, people that... Uh, he
2: tries uh, too hard to put out this persona.
1: I know, but right? he fails. It's There's funny. There's plenty
2: of... Like, let's go with Eli Manning, right? Eli Manning was corny and he was a nice guy, but he was just Eli. He would, he'd he just show up, answer your questions, go away, right? Russell's like, let's ride, let's do this, let's do this. And then he doesn't even give his freaking teammates his own phone number. Like, he's so, like, he wants to be elite, like, in the elites of society, hanging out with Sierra and be a VIP and, like, poop in 12 different bathrooms. But, like, he's so unreachable by by everybody else that he comes off as completely unlikable. He's it's just because he tries high fives. Too hard.
0: Listen, priorities, man. He's practicing his little high fives when he comes out of the tunnel. You know, he's he's on the plane flight stretching for hours on end. KJ Hamler is there verifying it. It's just, it's just a, it's a clown show. That's what it is with him this year. It's right. a total clown show. And it's when he
2: first came out of college, and he was the starter for the Seahawks, and before he met Sierra and whatever, totally likable guy. Totally, like, didn't seem like, yeah, it was all cliches. Everybody says cliches. But, like, you would hear him, and then he would go away, right? Then he figured out how to use social media, and now he's completely unlikable because it's all an act. He's all trying way too hard. And you know what else makes it way worse? Is if the Broncos were, like, undefeated or had a winning record or he was putting up decent things, you could get away with it. But because all of your social media stuff takes off, including Subway, who had to take his sandwich off the menu, apparently. like All of that stuff takes off, and then you go out and suck? Nobody cares. You just become an asshat who's in it for endorsement money and not actual, like, improving the team. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers complaining he doesn't have any freaking weapons and he's making $50 million a year. Well, if you took half that, you'd have some freaking weapons, asshole. Like, (laughs) shut up
0: wow this that's there you go right there and and another thing it doesn't help that the stupid broncos team is on prime time every single uh, or not every week every other week this is what
2: are we counting london as prime time i do count
0: london because this is a fun narrative i count london (laughs) as prime time
2: well Well, that's the only game on at the time game right it's It's worldwide
0: prime time so everybody else it's like perfect timing and for us it's
2: set your lineups by the way so this everybody. This is what the sixth primetime game for the Broncos in 8 weeks. I think, I, I
0: just, I
2: think it's between annoying, They are Sunday Monday and now London. I think this is the sixth primetime game in the first 8 weeks of the season.
0: Yes, it's it's all annoying. The Broncos, they're just very annoying. It's it's just it's it's interesting because I mean, what are the biggest storylines when it comes to the NFL this year? You're you're seeing Russell Wilson and his antics. Tom Brady and his antics.
2: Oh, he's oh. always had those antics, though. What's that? He's been throwing tablets since they were invented. Like, right. that's not a new thing for well, him. I
0: think it's just the – comp with Brady, it's just like, well, why isn't he throwing multiple touchdowns? And, oh, it's everything going on.
2: He's doing – It's like Evans is dropping wide-open passes. Yes,
0: that's true. You realize <laughs> that this guy – you can't – it's funny. With the Thursday night football game quarterbacks – and especially Lamar Jackson, who after week three, we were talking about him and Jalen Hurts, along with Josh Allen as the top three guys. Lamar Jackson has plummeted over these last few weeks, dude. Talk about a guy, if he's not going to be running in scores, he's got to be throwing them. Okay, Bateman was out. Well, why does this team not have enough receivers then? And I'm tired of people asking about Devin freaking Duvernay, okay? I'm tired of it. Every week, whether it's on SiriusXM, Discord, Devin Tuvernay. And I get it in a way. I get it. Someone else has to get targets besides Mark Andrews, right? Rashad Bateman. Now, I'm sick of this guy. The quarterback can't reach him anymore in the end zone. He can barely reach anybody in the end zone. He's sucked.
2: I will go by what I said a year ago, which is Lamar Jackson is Mike Vick 2.0. He cannot... Consistently throw a football. The reason why Mike Vick got away with passing the way he did is because he could light you up on the ground. But if you could contain him, you had every shot in the world to beat him because he couldn't throw a football. Lamar Jackson, that's what he is. Michael Vick 2.0. If you can contain him, he cannot beat you with his arm. He just can't. I don't care if they add four other, like, you could swap Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and the Chiefs wide receivers would still suck. Because Lamar Jackson can't throw a football.
0: Hmm. Anything to add on that, Ryan?
2: <laughs> I feel
1: I feel bad. I'm the, I'm the only one who's like not fired up and ranting about something. But that's no, okay. it's okay.
0: Here, Ryan, I'll give <laughs> yeah, you. This is opposite, <laughs> Here, Ryan, I'll give you something to rant about, Ryan, because you're doing right now as we go to the family table here on Family Times. You're doing a little bracket regarding candy, right? Yep. So I'm going to say something that's going to fire you up, Ryan. It better not be something bad about peanut butter cups. Or I'll no, it's through. not. Because, look, we all know Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is the number one seeded candy, bar none. But you know what? You know what? Hey, hang on a second. Yeah, not even close. I agree with that. But you know what else that I think gets a lot of heat that I think is an excellent candy? Butterfinger. I think Butterfinger is great. excellent. No, Butterfinger does not suck. It doesn't. You want to talk about people like, oh, it sticks to your teeth. It's not a now and later. It's not a Milky Way or any of those caramel candies. What's that? The inside does stick to your teeth. It doesn't. It doesn't, though. People just like to say that. It doesn't, sell. I've seen them. I know it does. You're lying. You've never eaten a Butterfinger, okay? Because it doesn't stick to your teeth, okay? No, don't eat one right now, okay? Tony, I shouldn't have said it. I think Butterfinger is a very tasty candy. I think also what I do with candy is sometimes, you know, I also like crush it in other things like ice cream. I think Butterfinger is great in ice cream. It's a great additive to things. And people, for some reason, just never give Butterfinger. I'm not saying it's the best candy. It never gets the respect I feel it deserves. It's a tasty candy. That's what I'm plopping on the family table. What do you think (laughs) of that, Ryan? You're the commander of candy. I,
1: I agree. I actually agree really good I, I like the added to the ice cream like the dairy queen does in the blizzard and i don't know who else probably does that now too but yeah i'm right there with you uh was bart simpson was like their first uh endorser way way back in the day right uh nobody nobody lay your finger my butterfinger so yeah 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 definitely uh, definitely down with that i actually was going to keep it kind of candy it wasn't because of the bracket but just because halloween is monday uh so I get zero trick-or-treaters where I live. I used to live in a place where we'd get like 150, 200. Now there's literally zero. Uh, so I want to ask both of you guys. One, do you dress up? Two, do you get trick-or-treaters?
2: Um, I do dress up. I have a penguin costume that I <laughs> actually wore last night because we did boo at the zoo, at our at our local zoo. We trick-or-treated at our local zoo. Um, so I dressed up as a penguin. Um, Are there they,
1: pictures uh, of this? I would love to see this.
2: I'm sure they will be on Facebook. My friends all took pictures of. Nice. Yes. Um. We used, well, let me put it this way. We didn't at our apartment because it was in a secure, like it was a secured building, right? So like you couldn't trick or treat inside the building unless you could get in, which you needed to know somebody to do that. And our current neighborhood last year, which was our first year in the house, uh, It was a pretty lackluster showing for Halloween. Like, we went trick-or-treating in the neighborhood, and some people didn't even realize it was Halloween, apparently. Oh, wow. Um, It's not obvious or anything. Right, exactly. Um, So, this year we're actually going to go to my friends who just moved into Omaha, and their neighborhood is loaded with kids, so we're going to go trick-or-treating over there. Yeah. Ryan, we get...
0: Oh, we keep a counter, actually, of every trick-or-treater. My, my wife we, loves to keep the counter out there. I used to uh, do that when we used to get yeah, them the same thing. We, we And we try to, like, predict what the number's going to be and who's going to be closest. So we're going to be getting, I'd say, well over 100 for us when it comes to trick-or-treaters. For me, I mean, I've got to be on camera on Monday as well. So I thought about this. And, yes, you know what? I am going to dress up. and You know what I think I'm going to be? I'm going to bring back a costume that I haven't worn in about four or five years. I'm going to be a member of the Toon Squad from Space Jam. I have the shorts, I have the jersey, and I've got the blue headband that's going to make me look like Elmer Fudd from the first Space Jam, and I'm going to be wearing that all show long as a distraction, and I feel really bad for John and Pemba who's going to have to sit there looking at me for 2 hours. So, what that's do you think fun. of that, guys? Do you think that'll draw ratings if I do that?
1: Absolutely. That's yeah, like, I, think, I think we everyone
2: needs to have a little more fun in their life. My dad uh, sets up a maze in uh, their front yard, like, all through the, the front yard. You have to go through the maze to get to the front porch, which is where the bowl of candy is. And then he dresses up like a scarecrow and sits in a chair on the front porch, but, like, is super still. And then when a kid goes <laughs> to reach in, he goes, just take one! And then they <laughs> scream, like, all over. The, and it's apparently uh well known because a neighbor of ours moved in onto the block from somewhere else in our town and was like you're the guy that scares the kids with the scarecrow like he had lived like across town and apparently knew about it so um so yeah my, my parents love Halloween they get a bunch of trick or treaters but we why yeah. why just one piece of candy
0: why take one why can't you gotta, you gotta leave it for everybody else everybody. you can't take two you, like take one yeah, that's what you do? What are you just you emptying can people's can bowls?
2: Do, you can do two. Wait, places. wait, 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 wait! Did you walk around and just empty people's bowls into your trick or treat bag? No, I never did that. But They're you know, because the look on your face really, really matched no, the I, I, I yeah, like, like that. Like okay. one
0: was just an abomination. What? Like take one. I mean, you know, get, a, get You know, everybody's got extra candy at the end of the day. You you buy the big thing, you'll have extra candy. You can do two. Okay, am I, am, I, am I really in the wrong on this take one? You guys <laughs> I mean, can disagree with me, but. I mean, I I've always just, taken,
2: I've just <laughs> taken one.
0: Like Okay, then I'm wrong. I'm the idiot. Then I'm the greedy ass anyway. So, Sells, what are you bringing to the table?
2: What I'm bringing to the table is that uh, we have a new lineup generator that launched on the site. Um, it's been overhauled. There's still more of it to come. Most of the features you'll notice are still intact from the last one, but there is a brand new feature on there called player cores where you can basically build a player stack regardless of the game or the teams that they're playing for, um, which is going to be quite handy because I know everybody likes to build around certain core groups of guys and then like building around it. So, uh, you know, to give you an example, let's say you wanted I don't know. What's a core you're going with tonight for, for NBA there, Fensdy?
0: It's still being decided, but something in the neighborhood of Ja. I'm thinking of actually John ja Morant and Desmond Bain. So a little Memphis mini stack.
2: There you go. So let's say that you're going with them, but then you want to add a third guy who's not playing in that game. You can add them in and then you're guaranteed to get those three guys in lineups together. Um, so that's a that's a pretty sweet new feature. There's a bunch of um More features to come, like being able to tweak your own projections uh, in a whole bunch of different ways Um, and all sorts of, you know, we're trying to get some support for some other game types, too. So those are those are still coming. But it's live for NFL. Uh, It is coming for NBA and NHL on November 1st. So that's a, a pretty big new tool for Oh, you F.A. folks out there. How uh, are you going to have
0: time to trick-or-treat the day before if you've got a tool coming out the day after <laughs> Halloween?
2: Oh, no, it's out now. It's on, it's, it, oh, you said it's coming for NBA, oh, though, November yes, 1st. Yes, for NBA and NHL, I will stay up and I will test it. As <laughs>
0: no least. way. No chance. You're going to be on a sugar rush from all the candy that you
2: take <laughs> from your kids' bags. Come on, dude. No, I don't <laughs> actually take the, the candy because it, it hurts my teeth too much. Um, So... You no, know, trying to trying to eat right a little bit. Got to cut down the sugar. I hear you. It's Halloween though. You know it's
0: it's Halloween and you know it's it's okay. Yeah, by the way, how does that work with cuz I think my my daughter's going to be going trick or treating for the first time. What's this whole dad tax thing, Ryan? Or cells? you are both fathers.
2: So oh. basically you decide the candy your kid can have, which at her age would probably be like chocolate bars, I would guess. Uh and then I... anything like, well maybe lollipops, I don't know. Anything like, I don't know, Laffy Taffy's or Starburst or whatever. Uh, I also just take all the Reese's because. That's nice of you. You take the best piece of. Yeah. Don't let your. I discovered they don't like Reese's and now I know they're not my kids.
0: Okay. Well, that'll, that'll change in the next couple of years and then you won't be able to get any of the peanut butter cups. Give Cells a follow on Twitter at these cells, man. Give Ryan Hallam a follow at Fighting Chance. Give me a follow on Twitter at Fensty Sports. Don't forget a family that sticks together wins together, especially with the new lineup generator, multi sport lineup generator out now, coming out for more sports beginning of November. That's very exciting. Keep it locked in at fantasyalarm.com. We'll be back next week. Good luck. Crush week eight.